Welcome to Trauma Talk. I'm Cheryl, a teacher, hypnobirthing teacher, doula and birth keeper. And if you don't know me already, I love talking about trauma, but in particular birth trauma, even though it's all linked together. And that's what this podcast is for, to talk about trauma, to talk about birth trauma and explore how that all links together. I'm not from a clinical background and I don't have a medical degree, but I'm talking from the point of view of human experience, my own human experience and the things that I've learned and the experiences of those who I've been lucky enough to support in their journeys to more often than not a healing birth, which is what they were setting out to do. So thank you so much for being here. If you have any suggestions for what we should be talking about or any suggestions for guests or you want to put yourself forward, then please get in touch at Cheryl at simplynatal.co.uk or find me on Instagram or Facebook as Simply Natal, the healing birth doula. Enjoy. goodness it's the first episode and and um, I did a poll in my stories and let people choose what I should start with the winner was what is birth trauma and actually it makes sense to start here because it's also the reason why I'm here my birth trauma um, and subsequent healing birth is what's led me to birth work I didn't know what birth trauma was though until I was trying to make sense of how I was feeling after giving birth in 2014. I'd never heard of it before. I didn't have a clue what that was. All I knew was that how I felt couldn't be normal. In fact, I thought it was a conspiracy at first that everybody felt this way and they'd hidden it from me. Um, That was kind of the first 24, 48 hours, I think. And then after that, I realised that, no, not everybody feels this way. Okay, that's kind of a relief. But also, what is it? What is it that is happening to me? (sighs) Well, I mean, if you Google what is best trauma, you come up with all sorts of different definitions. And I had a little look before I started recording this. Um, And some of them are accurate. Some of them are only partly accurate. Some of them are are not really what I would say birth trauma is. And I suppose that's the thing because I can tell you what birth trauma is. And I'm talking from my perspective, what birth trauma is. But I also know that, you know, even though we might all have a slightly different understanding or definition that all of them, if we've experienced birth trauma ourselves that our definition is right so what is right for us as in if we think that it's birth trauma then it is and so I'm not here to tell you that what you're experiencing isn't birth trauma if you think that you're experiencing birth trauma it's 
pretty likely that you are. Um, but let me go into it in a little bit more detail. So when I'm teaching trauma-informed birth work, what I normally start with is by saying that birth trauma, this definition of birth trauma, um, as in this, this phrase, birth trauma, actually what it means is perinatal trauma. It doesn't mean birth trauma because that's misleading. That tells us that it's something you can only experience during birth or that's that might be the assumption that people make but and some definitions do concentrate on birth itself but some definitions also say that the person giving birth is the person who experiences this and that's also not true so I prefer to explain it as perinatal trauma although we can shorthand it to birth trauma if we know what we mean for the birth workers listening. Perinatal trauma, though, gives us more of an idea of what period of time that birth trauma can happen in. It's not just during birth. It can be happening before conception because we might have a really difficult and traumatic experience of fertility and of our conception journey. And it could be in having a miscarriage or multiple miscarriages. You don't have to hit a certain number or a certain gestation in order for that to qualify as traumatic if you experience it as traumatic. It could be having a difficult pregnancy, one that's flooded with adrenaline and anxiety fear or one in which you feel very poorly or have lots of medical complications of pregnancy um, either or either side of the spectrum really it could be nothing physical and it can be completely physical but essentially birth trauma is better described, in my opinion, as something psychological. So yes, birth can be traumatic or experiences surrounding birth, pregnancy, postnatal periods can be traumatic, but it's not the event itself that we're talking about. It's not a particular thing that happens that means that you've got birth trauma. In fact, one person could have lots of those things happen those difficult or traumatic things happening and they are not traumatized by those things for whatever reason but another person could have something really relatively normal and straightforward happen and they experience that as traumatic and as a result they end up having birth trauma so I don't know if I'm making any sense so far Hey, come back to me and tell me if I am. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, so what have I said so far? Birth trauma is more like perinatal trauma. The trauma can happen at any point in the perinatal period. And also birth trauma is something that happens as a response to a situation. It's something that happens in our body and mind as a response to a situation. And that situation can look traumatic or it might not look traumatic to onlookers. But if it's experienced as traumatic, then that's what makes it traumatic. 
So let me give you some examples of that. So birth trauma could occur if somebody is having a very straightforward labour and coping well, and then all of a sudden something medical happens. So they were not expecting it. They didn't know what to do or didn't feel supported in that moment. And a medical emergency occurs and that could lead to intervention or a cesarean um, or just a sense of feeling unsafe in the moment that meant that the remainder of the experience or a short amount of the experience was experienced as traumatic. That could then result in birth trauma. Now, you could also have an experience of birth where from the outside, everything was absolutely fine. Nobody noticed anything untoward. There was nothing wrong. Everybody was well and healthy, except the person experiencing that labour is going to places in their head like something bad is going to happen or is my baby okay or I can't do this and why won't no one help me and having those experiences over and over those conversations over and over in our heads during that time and feeling like no one is stepping in to make that stop or provide reassurance that could end up causing birth trauma but of course walking away from that and saying I've experienced birth trauma might be a bit confusing for the people who were there or even birth partners because they might not have seen it in the same way as you. Now what can also happen is that, that the person who's given birth might actually have an experience that they see as positive or empowering even and a the, their birth partner or birth partners might have felt scared and unsupported and not understand what's happening and they could end up traumatised by the experience too. Now I realise that all of those examples are examples of birth <laughs> which isn't necessarily helpful considering I've just said birth trauma is perinatal trauma and um, so I'll try to use some different examples as well. So Yes, where am I? Birth trauma is perinatal trauma. It can happen in a really obvious situation and it can happen in a not so obvious situation too. And what, what do those experiences have in common then? What is it that makes that traumatic? Well, there are lots of different definitions, like I've already said, but what seems to be common it's certainly in the people that I work with, is that they felt threatened in some way, psychologically or physically or any way, really, any way they felt threatened. And they were unable to do anything about it. So they responded in the only way they could in the moment, which was to have a psychological response to protect them. So it's not something that people choose. This is something that, this is a response that we have in situations like those. The situation of feeling threatened and not being able to escape the threat, where our brain tries to help us and can lead to us having symptoms then afterwards because the experience hasn't been processed. And the reason why that happens is because 
the amygdala, the part of the brain that senses the alarm and uh, the the danger and, and like a lot alarms us, alerts us to that. That kind of overrides the normal uh, prefrontal cortex work, the logical thinking stuff, and the hippocampus, which normally stores our memories. And it means that that, that experience, that memory, isn't processed in, in the same way as other experiences. And so it's kind of left floating around, not having a home to go to. This is the completely non-clinical explanation. And by the way, I'm doing this without any notes. So, um, so bear with me. I'll probably listen to it back and go, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so please, please correct me if I get it wrong. Um, and so we can end up with memories of the experience that feel very much like it's only happening right now not something that happened several weeks or even years ago because we've not been able to integrate that properly process it and put it in place in our mind in a safe place so every time our brain is reminded of this experience it experiences it as though the threat is happening right now and we can't escape and so we end up with panic we end up being hyper vigilant all the time looking for threats making sure that we're we're safe and checking our environment and that can mean having lots of anxiety over our baby too and um, lots of health anxiety for them and for us for the family members um, and thinking and feeling like something bad is going to happen even when the evidence tells us that it's probably not going to happen um, because it's overriding our thinking part of our brain and so it, it doesn't matter how logical we explain away how we're feeling and we dismiss the feelings. It, it doesn't make it go away. What, what makes it go away um, is proper support and processing through therapy, um, really, in, in a lot of cases, in many, many cases. Now, there is some discussion and debate over whether their trauma is the same as PTSD or whether it's different to PTSD. Sometimes birth trauma can be used as shorthand for postnatal PTSD, and it wouldn't be wrong. Um, sometimes some definitions will say, well, there's birth trauma and then there's postnatal PTSD. So we can experience birth trauma without a diagnosis of PTSD. And let's face it, the majority of people um, experiencing birth trauma don't ever get a diagnosis of PTSD because they don't know that that's what they're experiencing and they'll get diagnosed with postnatal depression instead, first and foremost, because that's the thing that lots of people expect to experience. And um, in lots of cases, that's not what it is. It's, it's different to that. And unfortunately, the the treatments for those two things are different. So it can mean that we can have treatment for postnatal depression and think that we're okay. But actually we're not because the, the trauma's never been processed properly because we didn't get the right support and the right therapy. Um, and that's really sad and is something that can often come out in subsequent pregnancies later on down the line when people haven't realised that they've got trauma that's still with them. Um, sometimes people might experience um, flashbacks, like um, suddenly remembering things from their experience. 
But I think what's important to know about flashbacks is that they don't have to be vivid memory experiences. It's not like you have to see this in front of your eyes. Like it sounds like you should. Like it's, that's what I used to think a flashback was. And um, what I know now, because I've experienced lots of flashbacks, is that flashbacks can be emotional flashbacks. So actually, nothing it is in your mind. You're not thinking about a thing, but it could be that something triggered it, like a, a smell or a word, or even just because you were walking close to where you were when you went into labour or anything at all, really. And it your body responds to that by reminding you of all of the things. And so you end up having all the same responses that you did during the trauma with, you know, palpitations or fast heart rate, feeling panicky, fast breathing. And you don't even know why that's happening, but it's likely that it's some sort of emotional flashback or you've been triggered by something in your environment. And I might do another episode about all of those symptoms and dealing with those and what can happen and where you can get help from. And that will probably make more sense. So have I explained what birth trauma is? Um, who knows who knows but this is my first go my first episode so um I'm not going to beat myself up too much because I'm here and I've done it so if I've missed something out I apologize I'll come back and do it another time and if you'd like to come on and have a chat with me about it even better so birth trauma what's important to know about birth trauma it can happen to anyone including partners and birth partners and professionals working alongside those people in the perinatal period. It is in the eye of the beholder. So you decide if that's what you're experiencing. If it feels like that's what it is, that you've been traumatised by something that's happened, you felt unsafe, you couldn't escape it, it felt like no one was going to help you, you thought you were going to die or you thought your baby was going to die, whether that was true or not, whether it was for a moment or whether it was for a prolonged period, it's still birth trauma and it can still affect us in very serious ways and long term. And yes, some people might recover more easily, more quickly, and that might well be down to the level of support that they have um, at home or in their among their friends and family and it could be to do with how they were supported during the event itself whether that was something caused by medical professionals or something where they felt supported by medical professionals and that's probably a conversation for another time as well so thank you so much for being with me in this very first episode Um, i look forward to coming back and talking more and having the trauma talk that's so necessary. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.